Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. Isaac Bruce is right here. And Isaac, for the first time this season, man, we are doing a show after a loss. But other than that, how are you, brother? Hey, I'm well, Doc. But, but you know, truth be told, man, I'm a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed yesterday. Uh, I, I, I think uh, those people who never should raise their heads in games, Raise their heads. So, you know, we're going to get into that, talk about it a little bit. But uh, just a little disappointed, man. Hopefully things get better. No doubt about it. For real, definitely disappointed. You know, today's show melancholy because our Rams went to Buffalo yesterday and got handed their first loss of the season, 35-32, to the Bills. Now, Buffalo stopping us from starting the season 3-0 for the third straight season by Isaac. I kind of like that, man, because two years ago when we started the season 3-0, we went to the Super Bowl and lost. Last year, we started the season 3-0. We didn't even make the playoffs. So this year, we're starting the season 2-1, which is different from the previous two seasons. So hopefully, we have a different result as in a Super Bowl title after this season. But anyway, go to Buffalo, man. We lose the ball game 35-32. Started slow. But hey, man, before we get all of that, man, got to start off right. Look, bro, we ain't going to complain or anything, man, or make a fuss about anything. But we have to talk about that pass interference call on Darius Williams, man. Just absolutely bogus. For real, bro. Seriously, man, before we even get into all that, man, before we even start, man, we're going to talk about that pass interference call on Darius Williams, man, on fourth and eight, man, late into the ball game, man. They gave them an opportunity to go up and score another touchdown. They go ahead, touchdown, and we end up losing, man. That just capped off an amazing comeback that we made in the second half, man, after being down 28-3, 21-3 at halftime. And that first half, we just played like trash. We're going to let it go, bro. I don't even really want to talk about it too much. Let's just go right to the second half. Our Rams down, getting dominated, man. Make adjustments at the second half. And Isaac come out in the second half, absolutely take care of business, man. Didn't come up with the W, but to come back from 25 points down, man, almost the third largest comeback in NFL history and to win the game has to say a lot about Sean McVay and has to say a lot about our Rams. Well, that's the mark of a good team, Doc. Whenever you can uh, play a half, a first half, uh, football the way that we play a uh, little sluggish guys looking a little somber in their approach and then go in at halftime receive adjustments uh you know from the coaching staff position coaches uh definitely a, a true mark of a a, a well-coached team coach mcveigh you know he should be saluted 
because when we came back on the field in the third quarter, man, I mean, that, that was a different brand of football. It was the brand of football that we're used to seeing uh, by the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, we, were, we were strictly in attack mode from from an offensive standpoint and a defensive standpoint. So guys up front on the defense started putting pressure up the up the gut, uh, getting uh, Allen off his spot, moving him around, trying to force him to be, you know, accurate outside of the pocket. And there was a lot of that going on. So guys like Leonard Floyd, they had opportunities you know, once we started putting points on the board and, and, and you know what, my hat go, really goes off to uh, Coach McVay because, you know, in the midst of that, being down 25 points, how many other coaches in this league would just say, you know, scrap this game, game plan, give me five wideouts and let's try to go get it. But we were dedicated to the run. Uh, we started pounding the ball left, uh, right. Henderson got a huge dosage of that. And uh, we just being committed to that running game, I think, put us in a position to really get back into the game and uh, do what we do best with the play-action pass and trying to push the ball down the field. You made a great point right there because Sean McVay did stick to his game plan and did stick to what he went into the ball game knowing that he had to do, man. Probably didn't make too many halftime adjustments. Just told the players, look, we didn't play well in the first half. Look, man, we're a much better team than this. Let's just go out here and focus and play much better in the second half. And a lot of times, man, when a, when a team has a, a large lead like this, they kind of – kind of relaxed a little bit. Now, Buffalo probably going to say they relaxed, but they probably did, man. The Rams just came out and played a, a, a lot better. But speaking of McVay, like you said, speaking and keeping to that game plan, the Rams end up running the ball 32 times for 167 yards for two rushing touchdowns. And as we say, that's normally the formula, man. We run the rock at least 30 times or more. We end up getting a W. Didn't get the W this time. But played extremely well. And Daryl, as we talked about, man, Cam Akers not playing. Malcolm Brown really not getting a lot of run. To see the young fella tote the rock like that, I'm excited, man, because on that one-yard touchdown, bro, I love the fact that it's mono Imano. He ran the linebacker over, man. Get up off of me, bro. One-yard touchdown, we take the lead. But to see Daryl play like that, man, last week he played well, 12 carries, 81 yards. This week, 20 carries, 114 yards. Now they are seeing... What what the fans are seeing, what we saw him do for our Memphis Tigers, and what the Rams coaches and players been seeing Daryl do in practice, now is on a big stage. He's getting the opportunity. How exciting is for you to see the young running back man play the way he's playing these last couple of weeks? Oh, very exciting, man. I I, I tell you what, um, you know, the true measure of a player and what we play for, uh, you know, like we say all the time, is is respect. And when you have your offensive linemen, those guys who are blocking for you, who are, who are out there battling and opening holes for you, when they start to comment on your ability to run the football, your play overall, just what you can do behind their blocking, uh, you know, it, it, it bodes well for everybody. I mean, that's that's the level of respect. You know, you go out and you try to be pre as prepared as you can as a running back uh, from a mental standpoint, a physical standpoint, what you do in the locker room or what you do in the offseason as far as training. But once you get in the game situation and you have tight moments like we did this past Sunday on the road in Buffalo and, you know, guys, you know, like Whitworth, they start to praise, uh, you know, the, 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 the skill set of, of, of Daryl Henderson, man, that that plays a lot into the, the player that you're becoming. So when those guys up front start to talk about the way you hit holes and and uh, how you are home run threat, they they really get entrenched and engaged in what their job is up front, start moving people. So you can allow your skill set to take over from there. And that's one thing about it. The uh, Rams offensive line, man, made some huge holes for Daryl Henderson, man. And 
Just because you make the hole, sometimes running backs, they'll still can't hit that hole and make it in. And but Daryl saw him, showed that explosiveness, man, showed that burst and uh, had another good game. So it's uh, extremely encouraging to see the young fellow play like that, man, and average nearly six yards a carry. That's what we grew accustomed to him doing uh, for our University of Memphis Tigers, man, when he was breaking off 70, 80-yard runs. So I look forward to Daryl playing like this uh, from now on as long as he's getting opportunities. And that offensive line, even uh, though they lost – didn't have a starter in there, man. Still played extremely well, uh, not only moving that Bills defensive line by making some holes uh, for Darrell Henderson uh, to run through, but also protecting Jerry Goff, man. Jerry got sacked twice. He threw a pick, but, you know, he kind of threw it in the coverage uh, against Van Jefferson. But Jerry, man, 321 yards, Isaac, two touchdowns, ran for one, 23 of 32, man. Look, hey, this is it's no fluke, bro. We, we have the Jerry Goff that we had. Two years ago, man, he is controlling this offense, man. He's still playing poised. He's still making good decisions. Uh, the play action is still working, man. He's not rushing or uh, uh, forcing anything. I think through three games, bro, we do have the Jared Goff that we had a couple of seasons ago. Well, it's about trust. It's about trust between uh, quarterback, Sean McVay, Jared Goff, Sean McVay. It's about trust with, uh, you know, your identity as a complete offense or you know, what the game plan is and how we're going to go out and uh, attack team. So that trust level is there. So you, you don't see anything uh, from a standpoint of uh, Coach McVay not trusting Jared Goff in certain situations, uh, but putting the ball in his hand, allowing him to make plays. Uh, he gets outside the pocket. He's very accurate when he's uh, throwing the ball down the field from that aspect and just sticking to the running game as well. What we're seeing is, uh, once again, the maturation of Jared Goff, that next level, taking that next step, you know, is what we talked about, uh, you know, in earlier shows, what he had to do to become one of those elite quarterbacks that guys mentioned when you're talking quarterback play in the National Football League. He's becoming that. So and it starts with trust. Uh, Coach McVay being able to trust him and hit, uh, golf, trusting the system that he's playing in and is working well. Now people can stop trashing on him, man. He still doesn't get the credit he deserves, man, because they still don't speak about him when they talk about great quarterbacks and great young quarterbacks, man. If it wasn't for Russell Wilson, man, he'd be considered the best quarterback in NFC West. So he's definitely he's definitely up there, man. But Russell Wilson still uh, uh, acting a damn fool every week, man. But anyway, with Jared Goff the way he did, man, and he was looking for his guy Sunday, found his guy often, man, Cooper Cup like that name, man. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup finally breaks out, man. Has a great game. Nine catches, 107 yards. One touchdown. Jerry looked for him ten times. Cooper caught nine of those targets. Hey, man, this is what we want to see from Cooper. And Robert Woods as well, going back, I won't say going back home, because he's from California. He's really back home now. But going back to Buffalo. Didn't come out with a W, man, but did play well. Caught five catches. Caught five balls. 74 yards. Uh, did have a touchdown. So, to see that Jared still has that, you know, that chemistry and that relationship with his receivers, with Cooper, and we finally see Cooper have a breakout game this season, but uh, that's not anything we, you know, surprised about. He just needs the targets and needs the opportunities, and to see Cooper, Cooper get his first 100-yard receiving game this week, uh, that makes us feel happy, happy as well. Well, we have a lot of weapons on offense, man. I mean, from uh, Higby to Everett to Cooper Cup to Robert Woods. Uh, we can spread this ball around. And, you know, the biggest thing I like seeing, Doc, is that, you know, when it's time for one player to be a decoy, he's the best decoy in the NFL. I mean, he's opening stuff up for his players that are coming behind him. 
guys are blocking for each other. They're making uh, plays uh, without the ball in their hands. And that's one of the characteristics that I like to see, uh, you know, from a wide receiver standpoint. Not only that, Doc, we got we to gotta realize that, you know, the, the Buffalo Bills defense that we faced yesterday, particularly in the second half and the first half, it's one of the better defenses in the league. I mean, it's, it's a defensive-led uh, team from a head coach uh, aspect, but these guys play together. You have some all-pros that are on the back end of that defense. Edmonds uh, has been to a Pro Bowl, uh, a third-year linebacker out of Virginia Tech. This was a really good defense, and I think one of the better defenses that we'll see all year. And the Rams show that we can move the ball. We moved the ball in the first half, just didn't end up in a lot of points. But that second half came, we were able to put, uh, punch the ball into the end zones consecutively uh, a number of times. And, and uh, one of the better offenses, and I think that we show what type of off, one of the better defenses, but I think we show what kind of offense that we are and that we can be this year. And you're right, man, because Buffalo, I kind of clowned on that defense last week. Like, I don't know these dudes, man, besides the all-pro cornerback, White. But who the, who the hell are the rest of these dudes? But you're right, man. And I clowned them because their first two wins were against the Jets and the Dolphins. I was like, man, how good are they? Because our two wins were against the Eagles and the Cowboys. But this is a very good Buffalo Bills defense, man. It just seems like they're always in the right position, man. They're always in positions to make plays. And when they're in those positions, they make those plays. And it's just an overall solid unit. You might not have one guy that stands out like we have an Aaron Donald and a Jalen Ramsey. Those two dudes stand out. But as a unit, as a defensive unit, they are a very good defensive unit. And for our offense to play the way they play it against this very good defensive unit, not only that, to kind of dominate this defensive unit in the second half to Score those 29 straight points, man, to, uh, for Jerry Goff to be throwing the ball all over the place, for Darren Henderson to be running the rock like he did to put us in a position to win this ball game, which we were right there if it wasn't for that bogus-ass pass interference call again, man. We're going to talk about that again before we get up out of here. But anyway, great point, man, because this Bills defense is good. My, my bad, Buffalo. I trashed the defense because I ain't know anything about y'all, only because I ain't been watching y'all. Ain't no reason for me to watch y'all because y'all in the AFC, y'all in the AFC East, and y'all Buffalo. Give a damn about what's going on in Buffalo. But great defense, great offensive performance by us in the second half. So this only makes me feel, even though we lost this game, Isaac, it makes me feel better about what kind of team we have, man, because we face some adversity, and you never know who somebody is, man, until they face adversity and how they respond. We got punched in the face, kicked in the rock rock, showed up, second half, balled out, bro. Absolutely, man. I mean, just a, just a, I, I, you know, from my standpoint, as I watch the game, it's just a few things that we had to clean up on the back end uh, as far as, you know, in the red zone. There were, there were times where we were playing man-to-man and other guys were thinking zone. So, that comes with rep stock. I mean, just being able to play together a, a little bit more, getting a, a larger sample size of, of what's to come. So just cleaning up things, you know, giving up that, that uh, third and 22, uh, just having, you know, having Cole convert that. Man, th- those are plays that I think that, you know, we can we can play better at. We can execute better. I think guys were, were in the right place. Uh, they just, you know, one guy just lost his footing and, you know, someone underneath, just needed to be over, just slide over a little bit more. But but small things like that, man, small things that 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 will cause you to lose games. And at the same time, as small things like that will put you in a position to win football games. So just cleaning up from that standpoint, man, puts us in a puts us in a really good position 
uh, to moving forward. As well as we did playing that second half, you you said it, man. Damn, bro, you, you can't give up a third and 22. Isaac, you, you can't give up a third and 22, man, especially in a situation like that, bro. You got to be on point, man. That's, dog, your senses got to be heightened even more in a situation like that, especially when you came back, man, from 25 points down, man, almost the third largest comeback in NFL history, bro. Damn, dog, you can't give up a third and 22, bro. Yeah, third and 22, man. I mean, that's going to hunt a couple guys, man. I'm sure it, it, it hunted those guys on the flight back. And, uh, you know, as they sit down and just go over film today, man, it's, it's going to be one of those moments where it's got to be one snap and clear. I mean, that 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 game is passed. we got to move forward and, and be able to play it better. I think that, you know, uh, Jared Allen, he played, I mean, excuse me, Josh Allen, he played a pretty decent football game yesterday. And, uh, you know, when he had his opportunities to make plays, he made them. So you can see the maturation of of uh, young Allen, uh, the way he's going. He's uh, like we said, he's a guy that's trending up and guys like that. You can't give him any kind of space, man. He's athletic. He's strong. Uh, he trusts in the, the velocity of his arm. And he made some plays, man. He made some plays throwing at Jalen Ramsey. Uh, he made some plays on that third and 22, uh, throwing across his body through the middle of the field. And and uh, he was he was confident enough on fourth and nine to try to deliver a pass, which ultimately was a pass interference call uh, on us. But just being able to have that game in his hands, you can see the trust level that his coaches has with him. Now, we did lose this game, man. Uh, and Josh Allen, uh, yeah, yeah, dude had I, – I mean, big dude can play, man. Big, big dude can play. I know last week we talked about somebody compared him to Big Ben Roethlisberger. Now I can see why they compare him to Big Ben Roethlisberger. He's a big dude. On that touchdown that he ran, he just ran through some dudes. That's a big, strong dude, man. But the young fella, man, when he when he got drafted like he got drafted out of Wyoming a couple of years ago, man, people kind of, you know, people kind of talked about that draft pick. They was like, man, this dude can't complete anything. But now I can see what Buffalo saw. He finished with 311 yards, man, four touchdowns. He threw a pick, but he also ran four touchdowns. Hey, big – hey, you said he had a pretty decent game, man. We lost to a good quarterback on Sunday, man, because Josh Allen not only is a good young quarterback, this dude is a good quarterback. Well, I mean, you normally draft guys, uh, you know, based on their numbers, uh, you know, their ability, just the way they look, their physique, uh, you know, the way you project them as ending up. Now, you're talking about a guy who, who played at the University of Wyoming. You know, when you draft a guy like that, man, you got you to gotta factor in that he's going to start receiving professional coaching. You know, guys that can really chisel him into uh, being one of the greats. And it's, it's, it's happening right before our eyes. It happened Sunday. I think if this was even last year, Josh Allen, that version of him, they don't win this football game. I think we win it going, you know, hands down. But just to have a guy with his confidence soaring the way that it is, um, you know, it, it bodes well for Buffalo. So it may be a new may be a new king in the AFC East, man. Buffalo with his name. Bring the wings. <laughs> Yeah, bring the wings. Yeah, bring the sauce too. He bring the wings. You don't have the right sauce. I don't give a damn what kind of buffalo wings you got. But what he does do and what he did do, man, he utilized those tight ends as well, man, because he didn't have any long touchdown passes against us. All of them were short touchdown passes, but he was hitting those tight ends. And normally when you're hitting those tight ends, man, that's because you got linebackers covering them. And we're going to talk about that a linebacker covering uh, my man on that touchdown pass to Tyler Croft that three-yard touchdown pass that ultimately 
gave them the lead 35 to 32, man. When you look at that, I look looking at that play, man, I see exactly what they did, bro. They lined Tyler Croft up on the right side of the field. They drug him across the defense all the way across. And Micah Kaiser, man, what happened, Isaac, he was facing my man. And my man got him turned around, bro. I don't know why. I don't know what Micah was. I don't know what he was doing, man. But it it was really a bad coverage play because uh, Crawford got him turned around. And when he got him turned around, you got to turn around. You lose. You take your eyes off the receiver, so you don't know what the hell he is. My man is slid behind him, man. Crossed all the way across the field, man. And uh, Josh Allen made a nice little touch pass, man. Three yard touchdown. They take the lead. Our comeback is done. Not successful. But uh, uh, Micah made a mistake, right? He made a mistake, bro. Well, here's the thing, Doc. You know, offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators, you know, we all have tendencies. And, uh, you know, I think the the Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator really picked up that we like to play man-to-man in our red zone when it's that close. And, you know, uh, they ran the ball pretty decent Sunday. Uh, so when you go play-action fake with a guy like Josh Allen to a running game that's been working pretty good and you're playing man you like to run a lot of crossing routes like 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 we saw. So, you know, you get guys who are trying to stay with someone else. You don't have to you not only have to follow the guy that you're covering, but you have to avoid the other guy from the other side of the field, which may be your teammate. And sometimes you, you we're looking to as a receiver, we're looking to for guys to run into each other and knock each other off so we can have an opening and be open. So, you know, maybe we go back to the uh, drawing board next year and play uh, this next week and play a little bit more zone. Uh, technique, but you know when you have the personnel and the talent that we have, man, you you kind of want to take that risk, uh, pressure the quarterback a little bit, try to make him get the ball out of his hand. But crossing routes always work uh, when there's a lot of man on defense and guys get get confused, they lose people, guys pop wide open, and uh, it's 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 that result that we saw that we didn't want to see. And what you said, man, great scouting report, man, great uh, uh, recognition by their Buffalo Bills the coaching staff and. Uh, great recognition by the Josh Allen the quarterback. You're right, man. Those crossing routes, man. Those drag routes, man. You want to get that receiver in that in that traffic, man. Hopefully everything gets jumbled up. The defender gets picked or uh, gets lost, uh, which Michael didn't get picked or anything. He just he just got turned around, man. And once you turn around, dude is behind you. And um, you got to give it to Josh Allen, man. He made a great play, uh, pass. Uh, he played a great game, and you talked about that Buffalo Bills rushing attack, man. They ran for 101 yards on 21 carries, so uh, that's four yards a carry, so they were very effective, so we know once that running game is effective, play action can be effective, and Josh Allen loves to use the play action as well uh, in their Buffalo Bills, but uh, our defense, man, still, uh, you know, Troy Hill led us with eight tackles, but he missed a lot of tackles as well. Troy Angel's gonna dog you, bro, but you, you, you missed a lot of tackles, and Taylor Rapp Got some got some run, Isaac, because Jordan Fuller got hurt in the first half with that shoulder. He couldn't come back. But Aaron Donald, when he woke up, when Big Doc, well, I ain't going to say he's always awake. AD, man, he did what he does, bro. Two sacks, five solo tackles, six tackles. I mean, that, that strip sack fumble recovery, man, they gave us the rock that let us. Dog, that was, bro, that was a masterpiece, man. And probably another five pressures on the quarterback, Doc. I mean, you can't leave those out. Um you know, talking about his play, man, his ability to to uh, play the run run game, uh, put pressure on the quarterback. He's a guy that you have to double, man. You know, some of the, the reports uh, from Buffalo coming on him, they were hoping that he he missed the bus and really not make it to the game because he's just that so he's just so disruptive, which which makes it 
you know, even better for guys like Brockers, even guys like Floyd, because you basically are putting these guys one on one, you know, versus their men. And uh, it, it, it gives them the opportunity to produce uh, from their positions. But, you know, I think all in all, once that defense woke up, man, we, we played really well. We got pressure on the quarterback. And uh, I think it, uh, it's something to build on for next week. And Jalen Ramsey, man, of course we got to talk about him because he's, you know, one of the marquee names on the squad, only had one tackle. Uh, you know, uh, Stephon Diggs, we talk about how great he's been playing for Buffalo in his first year with the Bills. He ended up with four catches, uh, 49 yards and a touchdown, and uh, he got he got Jalen for one, man. But it happens, man. Uh, but, you know, we still, you know, uh, looking good because we talked about the sacks. We did sack Big Dog four times. AD got two. Leonard Floyd got one. Morgan Fox got one, but Isaac, I, I want to talk about a dude, dog. We really hadn't heard. We need, we need something from him, bro. Samson, Ecubon. I mean, Samson been playing like man. Delilah got hold to him, bro. His locks gone. I mean, Samson. I mean, he's, he's. We need more from Samson, man. We got to have some more defenders play to the level, not to the level of AD because he's a different monster. But we need the rest of the defense to play well. But going forward. We got the Giants next week. They got their ass whooped. They got whooped by the 49ers, 36 to 9. So Giants have to come across the country and play us. But uh, looking forward to the next week, man. It should be a, a good bounce back game. We should be able to take care of New York. Samson, try to grow your hair back, man. But hopefully being home, being back in SoFi Stadium, man, uh, we can get back on child winning ways next week, man. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man, to all of my uh, young wide receivers, uh, those route connoisseurs out there, connoisseurs out there like myself, um, you know, it was just a great route by uh, Mr. Diggs, man, on Jalen Ramsey. Okay. Uh, it's on. Um, you know, it, it talks about being patient at the top of your route. Yeah. Uh, give a little wiggle outside, inside, and go back inside. You know, those are all the things that guys like Henry Ellick taught me to do uh, just when you pass a guy. Because... You know, you, you have some of the best wide, some of the best cornerbacks in this league. Uh, they are great because they like to guess. And most of the time they guess right. So that was one of those routes where, you know, Stefan got to the very top of that route, gave him a little wiggle. Uh, Jalen bit on it and, and he cut across his face. And, and, and that, was, that was one of those throws where I say that's the maturation of Josh Allen, because I don't think he would have had the confidence last year, definitely two years ago to make that that throw. So. That's some continuity. That's some work in the offseason between Diggs and, and Allen. And uh, even the best of us get it sometimes. So, um, I, I, But this I know for sure. Th that, that does nothing to Jalen Ramsey's confidence as far as next week is concerned. So um, he, he'll be that same guy. He'll, he'll ask for the biggest assignment as far as wide receiver is concerned. And uh, yeah, he, he'll play to, the, to, the, to his ability. And uh, I'm, I'm expecting that. And it happens, man. Of course, man. Jalen Rams have been balling this season, man. He's everything that we need him to be and everything we thought he should be. So somebody catch a rock on you, man. Catch a touchdown. Man, it happens, bro. If you play you play basketball long enough, somebody going to dunk on you. You play football long enough, somebody going to get the best of you. Forward back, you're going to get blown up. Linebacker, you're going to get run over. Receiver, you're going to get locked down. Cornerback, you're going to get caught on. Quarterback, you're going to get picked off. It happens, bro. So, uh, you know, uh, it happens. Stephon Diggs, you know, he's a baller. He's supposed to win some of those, man, but he didn't have a huge night. He didn't have a huge day. Just four catches and right on the 50 yards, but that touchdown was a huge touchdown, and they pay you to get get six to get in that that end zone. So uh, I'm looking forward to Jalen uh, 
bounce it back. Oh, he don't really need to bounce back because you said it, man. Stephon Diggs, is, he just ran a, a good route, man. And, you know, being a receiver, man, when you got a free run, man, if you ain't just jamming and got your hands on the dude and he's good and he got any kind of tap-tap, oh, he can get away from you. But anyway, we got the Giants coming up, man. Uh, suffering our first loss, though, I Looking at the NFC West, man. We're 2-1. But so is Arizona. They lost yesterday to the Lions, 26-23. 49ers, as we say, got, you know, just beat the breaks off the Giants 36-9. And Seattle beat the Cowboys 38-31. And, hey, ain't, ain't, no, ain't nothing to say about Russell Wilson, man. He's, he's, he, he threw for another five touchdowns, uh, no picks. But fortunately, we don't have to see that dude yet. But anyway, the NFC West still looking like a very, very good uh, division, man. Seattle 3-0, Rams 2-1, Arizona 2-1, San Fran 2-1. So, I think we still have four of the best teams collectively than any, any other division in the NFL. Well, uh, this division is going to come down to the wire. I mean, you got a lot of great teams. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, this probably didn't ha- hasn't happened in a very long time. But three teams uh, being in the playoffs represented from, you know, the NFC West. So um, it's, it's one of those big boy divisions. And it'll be the last man standing, you know, just hopefully that, you know, we can continue to play football the way we have uh, from a defensive standpoint uh, and from an offensive standpoint, just that attack mode that we played with uh, the last the first three weeks of the season. Um, it, it, I think it, I think it bodes well for the Rams. Uh, we can put pressure on the quarterback. We can get after guys and uh, we're going to have to do that in this in this division. And I've heard some Rams say you can't uh, uh, narrow this game down to one call that pass interference call. Yes, the hell you can. Because that's what it came down to, man. Gabriel wasn't even looking for the ball. But I ain't going gonna, gonna, gonna to cry about that call, man. It, you know, we, we lost. We played well. We learned a lot about ourselves. And sometimes, you, I mean, a lot of times you got to face adversity. That's how you know who you are, man. It's really know if you've got some real dogs and got some real warriors or not. And the Rams got some dogs. They got some warriors. But they because they came back, they could have easily shut it down. They came back and made this made this a ball game and actually took the lead. Uh, so we're looking forward to next week facing those Giants, man. And, uh. But before we get out of here, though, Isaac, an NBA Finals about to start, man. Lakers are in. The Lakers are in. Game one is Wednesday against, and I got to, I got, bro, I didn't, you know, look, I, I, I ain't expect Miami Heat to be there, man. But Lakers Heat, NBA Finals, feeling pretty good, bro. Hey, hey, when it comes to NBA basketball, I am not an LA fan. Definitely, these next coming coming days, man, it's all about the Miami Heat, all about the culture, all about what Mr. Uh, Mickey Harrison, Pat Riley has put in place. <clears throat> I think that we have uh, better than a great chance to become uh, NBA champions this week. Uh, we have a lot of guys that, that, that play with chips on their shoulders. Uh, penetration, what we do as far as getting in the paint, making plays. Kicking out, shooting the ball, making the three-pointer, not just shooting a lot of threes, but we're very efficient shooting the three-pointer. So uh, it, it's a it's a huge challenge, but we wouldn't want it any any smaller than 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 what it is. We we want those names, we want the the brand of the Lakers, we want the brand of LeBron James, we want the brand of uh, Anthony Davis and those guys. It'll make it all that that sweeter, man. So um, I'm looking at a, at a really tough series and. I'm saying that the that the Miami Heat will win this series in six games, four to two. Damn, four to two. Hold on. Four to two. <laughs> hey, hold on. 
you a homer for you. I understand you being a homer for the Rams, man. That's all love, but I got you, man, because you know you you down South Florida, man. You, you season ticket holder. You're a huge Miami Heat fan, but you do realize that they 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 got a dude named LeBron. Not only that, they got this other dude called Anthony Davis, dog. Now Jimmy Butler is great. I got to give it to him. My man is a dog. Not only does he hoop, he has that attitude, man, that you need in order to win championships. But uh, uh, the Lakers' top two players versus the Heat top two players, LeBron, AD, Jimmy Butler, and who else, bro? Well, that's the thing, man. We don't have top two players. We don't have two top-tier players. Uh, we have you have two all-stars. We have, you know, one guy, Goran Dragic, who has been a third-team all-NBA player before. But – you, you, we have a collection of guys who can play big, who can raise the level of their play. The Andre Iguodala, the former uh, NBA MVP, Finals MVP. And uh, he has a history with guarding LeBron James. So we have uh, a bunch of guys defensively that I think that we can throw at LeBron. I mean, that, that may give him, give him issues. And at the same time, you know, we're running, we're gunning. I mean, we, we, we make cheap people chase and play 24 seconds of the clock. As far as chasing our Tyler heroes, uh, guys like uh, Robinson, you have to chase these guys. I mentioned Goran Dragic. You have to chase these guys around. And I mean, I don't think I don't think the Lakers have have that to chase these guys and really force these guys to make not make shots. And when it's closing time, we got a, we got a good closer in Jimmy Butler, man. He's been doing a really good job. And, uh, you know, he's done it in, in, in multiple series. So I give us a really big chance of winning this game. This whole I got series. you. I got you, man. We shall see. We shall. L.A. Lakers, Miami Heat, NBA Finals, L.A. Rams, New York Giants, NFC, not finals. We just still balling, man, because we got a long season. But anyway, this was a very long show, but a good show, but not, you know, not a happy show, but a happy show, an encouraging show, but not a happy show because we lost. But anyway, always good to talk to you, Isaac. Anything else you need to add, man, before we get up out of here? No, that's it, man. I'm looking forward to next week. I mean, let's go in and learn from, uh, you know, this tape this week. Uh, 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 you know, tighten up those little areas uh, that need to be tightened up. Uh, let's readjust and put all of our focus on the New York Giants, man. Giants, we're going to bust y'all right up in the head, man. Come on to SoFi, man, and get crushed because that's what we're giving you. And we just gave you another episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer, the Golden Jacket guy, Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. Until next week, we out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.